comes from just making a decision to do something for someone else, John. That That's really the basis of all of this is I've learned that my peace is in find, in helping you find peace. My love is in loving you. That's how I learned to love is by doing for you. It's so simple. Well, hello, friends of Bill W. and other friends. You have landed on Sober Speak. My name is John M. I am an alcoholic, and we are glad you are all here, especially newcomers. Newcomers, that is, both to recovery as a whole and newcomers to this podcast. Sober Speak is a podcast about recovery centered around the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. My job here on Sober Speak is simple. My job is to provide a platform to the amazing stories of recovery all around us. Consider Sober Speak, if you will, your meeting between meetings. Please remember, we do not speak for AA or any 12-step community. We represent only ourselves. We are here to share our experience, strength, and hope with those who wish to come along for the ride Take what you want and leave the rest at the curb for the trash man to pick up. Hello, my lords. Hello, my ladies. That was the voice of Mr. Buddy C that you heard at the beginning of this episode. And you will be hearing so much more from Buddy in just a moment on this number episode, uh, episode number one five nine of sober speaks entitled sober meditations but first things first this episode that you are tuned into right here right now is brought to you by patricia and regina and kim and tanya and Lori and Kelly, do you know what Patricia and Regina and Kim and Tanya and Laura and Kelly and did? Well, let me let me fill you in just in case you don't know, because they went to our website, soberspeak.com, clicked on the little yellow donate tab, and they made a contribution. Thank you so much, Patricia and Regina and Kim and Tanya and Laura and Kelly for your generosity. This episode is coming right out to you. And I will say that Kelly had a little additional note along with her contribution. She said, good morning, John. On behalf of my fiance, Sean S., I donated such and such amount. It would make his day, actually his year, to have him acknowledged at the beginning of your introduction. Sean has always said, quote, wouldn't that be cool, exclamation point, Unquote. We always tune in to listen weekly. Sean is 31 years old with five years sobriety, and I am 30 years old with nine years of sobriety. Oh, and we recently just got engaged. God bless you and thank you, Kelly N. Well, Kelly, 
couple things. Number one, thanks for sending out that picture of both of you guys. You're a, a an incredibly handsome couple. Can you say that? Handsome couple. That that applies for both men and women, right? You know what I'm saying. A good looking couple, right? And uh, and I and and my advice to you is never to let Sean forget that you are, in fact, even though you're one year younger than he is, you are four years more sober than he is. And I'm, I'm sure that you will have to remind him on a consistent basis. And then the other thing, I guess she was saying, Kelly was saying that this would make Sean's year to have his name mentioned at the beginning of my silly little podcast. Well, Sean, <laughs> I think you have a pretty low bar. <laughs> And that's more about me than it is about you, my friend. But hopefully that made your day or year. Thank you so much, uh, both of you, for tuning in. And thank you for helping to keep me sober today. Um, what, what do I, what, what do I have next here? Where am I going next? So what do you, what do you, what do you, you know, I think I'm doing like a, a little bit of a, Oh, what is that stuck in the back of my head? Is that a foghorn leghorn? What do you, what do you, uh, what are we going to do next here? Uh, I'm saying here, sure. Foghorn leghorn. Now, why is that stuck in the back of my head? Nonetheless, I, John M., <laughs> will be the chairperson for this meeting between meetings, and I am truly honored and privileged to serve all of you listening in. So take a seat, if you will, around this virtual table and let's get started. Quick announcement here on the front end of this. Uh, the final Sober Speak Live event of the year will be taking place on December 4th, Friday, December 4th at 7 p.m. Central Time here in the United States, and it will be with Gary Kay. And I announced this last week, but you know what? I forgot to tell everybody where it would be. Okay, it's going to be on Zoom, right? Which means that any of you can attend as long as you have some sort of device in front of you, right? You would be able to, and you have an internet connection, I guess, and th those would be the two requirements. So you will be able to attend if indeed you are available. So, I don't have the Zoom ID yet, but we'll be putting it on Facebook and we're going to put it on the website, www.soberspeak.com. You can come there, you can see it, but go ahead and mark your calendars now so nothing conflicts with this event. Once again, 7 p.m., December 4th, Friday, it will be Gary K. And like we have done on the other live events on Zoom here, we are going to have the first part of him will be just kind of me uh, talking with him, kind of doing interview style like we do on this program. And then the last half of it will be you. Yes, Ewan's asking questions directly to Mr. Gary Kay. So if you have a question, go ahead and write it down now, and perhaps we can squeeze that in and he can answer your question. If you were out there and you're one of these people that... Uh, likes to post this kind of thing on social media or possibly even at your group if it's meeting live again and you want a flyer uh, in regards to this just uh, email me at john j-o-h-n at soberspeak.com and i will get you out a flyer and you can do with it as you wish um okay what else do we have here oh uh, uh, what a way what a way what a way <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm I'm I, I'm just so sorry. Speaking of Buddy C, you're going to hear us talking about in this uh, 
in this episode. We're we're gonna we're gonna discuss one of the organizations, I guess is what you would call it, one of the entities, if you will, that he kind of a, a heads up, and it's called Transitions Daily. And I get a daily email from Buddy, well, from the organization Transitions Daily, and I use it for a meditation uh, in the morning on a very consistent basis. And something that came across this week was something from the big book. It was a quote from the big book, and it just struck me, and I just wanted to go ahead and share this with you guys. And this is from page 46 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it says, as soon as we admitted the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe underlying the totality of things we began to be possessed of a new sense of power and direction, provided we took other simple steps. We found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of the spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, in- all never exclusive or forbidding, to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. That's from page 46 of the big book. Let me read that again. As soon as we admitted the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe underlying the totality of things, we began to be possessed of a new sense of power and direction, provided we took other steps. We found that God does not make too hard terms for those who seek him. To us, the realm of the spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. Once again, if you want to go look that up for yourself, page 46 of the big book. Uh, I love that. Hopefully somebody somewhere out there needed to hear that today. Now, let's make a shift to Mr. Buddy C. And once again, the name of this episode is Sober Meditations. And you it will become very clear what we're calling it Sober Meditations when you start listening to the episode. Buddy C is a good soul. Uh, I, I enjoy knowing Buddy. He's a good friend. Uh, he's very involved in the recovery community. I've had Buddy on in the past, but I wanted to bring him back again to have a conversation with him and talk about uh, his new recovery tool, which he has developed. It is called Sober Meditations or Sober Meds. But we address Buddy's story in a mini version. We address that tool that I just talked about, Sober Meditations. But he talks about the Tao Te Ching uh, and his uh, love and or uh, affinity, if you will, for the Tao Te Ching. We talk about surrender. Uh, we address a, a a subject that Buddy talks about during sober meditations, which I get to use on a daily basis now. Even when I'm going to bed at night. I, by the way, I went to sleep to sober meditations last night, and you'll hear me talking about this in the episode. But um, Buddy ends up every one of his meditations by saying, "What can get me out of myself?" And that is thinking of others, thinking how you can love on somebody else, thinking how you can do for somebody else. And it absolutely can change my perspective in a matter of moments if I pay attention to that. Uh, We talk about acceptance in uh, Buddy's vinegar tasting story. I will have a link 
In the show notes are the various tools we speak about during this episode, including the Sober Meditations, the Transitions Daily, and the Tao of Our Understanding podcast. Nonetheless, everybody, sit back and enjoy, and we will have plenty of listener feedback at the end of Buddy's episode. Enjoy, everybody. Okay, everybody, so today we are sitting here with the one and only Mr. Buddy C. Buddy C, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, give your sobriety date, and tell people what corner of the world that you are sitting in at this moment. I imagine they'll be able to guess what corner anyway, John, just for my accent. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> Buddy C, sobriety date, 10, no, 11 1008 took me six years in recovery before that sobriety date, John, to learn to surrender. So I really started in 02, in August of 02. Uh, that was a very valuable six years, was not wasted. I really had to learn how to let go, how to get out of the way and let sobriety work in my life. And I found that in the rooms of AA. I, I tried in church first and prayed so sincerely, much sincerely than I ever pray now, quite honestly, <laughs> but, but, but with no results, with no results. I, I prayed and asked God to help me get sober. And I'd always prayed before and asked God to help me with things. But God wasn't helping me with getting sober. And I didn't understand why. Then I realized it's not God helping me. In hindsight, I could see it. Not God helping me. It was me getting out of the way and letting God do it, mm. which is surrender, you know, which is surrender. So uh, I, I had a, a pretty normal, well, I don't say average trek. I really didn't drink when I was younger. I was involved in church. I was very much involved, had a real relationship with God in high school and uh, as a teenager, had a real experience with God that was very valid, very real. As time went on, uh, I got into business and had stresses with business that I could not deal with. My, my relationship with God didn't help, so I looked for other ways to handle that stress. And one of those I, I found in alcohol was was helping me with that. Then I had a business fail and I had so much of my worth and value attached to that business that I believe alcohol really saved my life at that point. It kept me from uh, really killing myself, I think, because I lost all value when I lost that business. All, all the value I saw in myself was I could not see it anymore. But as the story goes, alcohol turns on us. Yeah. And I found myself one day staring at a closet full of vodka bottles saying, I'm not going to drink over the weekend. It was, we had a dry county at that time. And I didn't buy any liquor for Sunday. And I found myself taking all those bottles of half gallon bottles of uh, that were 90 proof Smirnoff and dripping drops out to get a drink to drink. And I said to myself, Hmm, buddy, you have a problem. <laughs> 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 you know, you've got the suburban in the driveway and the lake house and, 
you know, at that time I'd regained some business and, but this alcohol is controlling your life. And I could not figure out how to get under that thumb of alcohol. Ended up getting sick uh, with pancreatitis, almost died. Mm. They told my wife to pick out my pallbearers, said I had a 50-50 chance of living. Um, three surgeries, six weeks in the hospital, and a few months later, I was drinking again. Incredible, isn't it? Uh, cunning, baffling, and very powerful. <laughs> very powerful. And it, and it wasn't a matter of willpower because I was successful and perceived successful in every other area of life in comparison I was, but alcohol, I could not control. I would, uh, before I really got really tipsy, uh, try to get all my work done before lunch, you know, so I could really turn it on after lunch. And the whole time mm-hmm. I was drinking, I never sobered up, but I tried to, you know, be home by lunch and have everything handled. So I could work the afternoon drinking as I wanted to. Those type things, you know, just manipulating and alcohol was in total control and had no idea I'd replaced any God I thought I had with the God of alcohol. And I finally came to a point of uh, desperation. You know, I don't surrender unless I'm totally defeated. (laughs) If there's any idea that I can be victor- victorious, I will not surrender. Why would I surrender if, if I had any hope? Right. So I had to come to total defeat before I surrendered. Uh, I really considered suicide, but I did not have the uh, courage to kill myself. I had two small children. Just couldn't do it. Just could not bring myself to to suicide. But one day I finally said, okay, God, either you are, or you're not, either this works or it doesn't either you do this for me, or I will find a way to leave this world. I am not going to fight this anymore. And the craving left. Do you remember like where you were and what that day was like, or was it a particular point in time or was it over? Um, I'd been sober about four months this time. I would be sober for a week or a few days or a few months, whatever, you know, just length of time. And the same circumstances presented themselves that I would drink over, you know, that cloud would come in and that I would want to escape. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to drink. And this time I said, "Hmm, no, no, either God, this works for me or, uh, or I'm out of here. I'm just not going to do this anymore. I do remember it. I remember being in the living room. I walked into my home and I remember the whole situation and scenario. It was, um, the end of April of uh, 2000, that would be 2008. That's when it happened. Uh, I finally said, that's it. And when I, I, I quit trying and I had to, I had to come to the point of 
just stopping the fight, stopping the effort, my own effort to do this, because I always thought that, you know, I did my best and God did the rest, that kind of thinking. You know, God gave me abilities, so I use all of my own abilities. And then when I need more than my abilities, it's like the proverbial fence. You know, you have the fence to get over. You do everything you can to climb up and over. And you need that one little push to finish getting over. And that's what God did. He did the little push, you know, the one Mm. little push you couldn't do. That was kind of my thinking the whole time. Then I realized that wasn't it at all. I had to not focus. My prayer changed in that time too. Shortly after that, I also realized that instead of God help me, my prayer had to change to God, who can I help? Because now when I come to that proverbial fence, whatever that situation is, instead of me trying to help myself over, I just look around I say, okay, who needs help over this fence? So there has to be someone I can help. And then I go help them get over the fence. And then I get over the fence somehow. I don't know. I'm on the other side. I find myself on the other side. I don't know if that person helped me over or if I went under the fence or if I just walked through. I have no idea how it works. But I just, my situations are handled when I help someone else with theirs. Okay, so that's a good segue into what uh, um, um, part of what I want to talk to you about today. Sure. Because, first of all, for those of you listening and you want to hear uh, kind of like, I guess, the full version or, or the fuller version of Buddy's story, we've recorded him once before. Uh, and uh, he's on episode number 46. Uh, the title of the episode is Taoism, Georgia. And recovery. And I don't know, did you ever say on the front end of this that you're from Georgia? I can't remember. I did not, but I am from the South, no doubt. Right. We know you're not from Boston. Not South Boston. No. (laughs) So Buddy is from Georgia and he is... He 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 is big into I don't know how how to phrase it he he is he likes or follows or one of the disciplines he likes to partake in is Taoism and by the way you spell Taoism with a T but he taught me that yes and uh, he actually has a podcast on Taoism and what's the name of your podcast buddy it, it's the Tao of our understanding. The, so the T-A-O. Like the, God of, our like the right. God of our understanding. Right. So the T-A-O, if somebody is looking for it, of our understanding, you can find that on any of the podcast players, right? Yes. Uh, is there a website to go along with that? No, there's not. Okay. Anyway. No, so, but you can find it from, the, from your uh, uh, podcast aggregator. Right. All of those carry it. So the reason i was saying that was a good segue and a part of what i want to talk about with you today is because i well a couple things i went to bed with buddy's voice last night and i woke up with another piece of recovery that buddy is very involved in and that is transitions daily reading transitions daily this morning 
Um, Buddy has a lot of projects. Uh, he helps a lot of people in recovery. And uh, I, one thing in particular I wanted to expose people to was your app that I fell asleep to last night. It's called Sober Meditations. And the reason that I find it very appealing is because, you know, I, first of all, I meditate every night. And I have been using uh, an app, uh, which a lot of people use. It, it's a very famous or, you know, well-known app called Insight Timer. And I would look through Insight Timer and I would try to search by 11th step. I'd try to search by the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'd try to search by all kinds of searches. And I could only find one piece out of their thousands and thousands and thousands that they had in there. I could only find one meditation that was specifically geared toward uh, sober alcoholics. So you, I guess... I, I, well, this is well. Here's what I want to know. You created an app called Sober Meditations. First of all, where did that inspiration come from? I started meditating several years ago, and it meditation was a game changer for me as far as me starting to understand my thoughts and that I am not my thoughts. The things I think, I do have a choice in what I think. Just because I think something does not mean that I have done something wrong or that that's part of me. I am the one that's observing those thoughts. I used to think that was me and it's not. So that, that just changed so much and it taught me how to how to look at life differently. And where did you learn to meditate? Okay. So first of all, I've been an Alcoholics Anonymous for many years. Okay. Right. And the reason I bring that up is because really it is just over the last four years or so right in that area that I started to really meditate on any sort of consistent basis. And I'm thinking, wow, why did I wait so long? Right? It was like when I had children, finally. I was so afraid of having children, and then I had some kids, and I was like, oh, wow, this is great. You know, Why did I wait so long? Right. So, so I, through technology, really, through Inside Timer and through some other people that I have met, you know, they encouraged me to start meditating, and I did. Where, what prompted you in this direction? I was just doing my, what I used to do for a daily practice was I would read Transitions Daily. Mm -hmm. I would use the Lord's Prayer as a guide and pray for a few minutes. And that was pretty much my prayer and meditation. That's yep, me too. Five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day. That was it. Correct. And one day I just started thinking, it was one of those intuitive voices, you know, that you have. And I thought, hmm, I think I need to start meditating. So I started looking at different things online and just looking at meditation, just anything I could find that had to do with meditation. Then I had a sponsee just a week or two later that I was meeting with said, hey, I found a real good podcast on meditation. I think I'm going to start meditating. Just right after I said, I thought to myself, I started looking for meditation options. I said, well, let me look into that. 
So I used what he gave me. I don't even remember the podcast. It was some, it just gave some background on the benefits of meditation from purely a scientific level and all those things. So about the same time, actually, was when I started looking at Taoism and Taoist thought. I was looking at Eastern religion to see if uh, I felt like what I was learning in AA was very good and was leading me in a great direction, but I felt I needed more. I felt there was more available. In fact, so, Bill, Bill calls AA a spiritual kindergarten. Yes, exactly, John. And that's no slide on AA. No, it's just not at all. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a jump start to some other. It, well, I, you know, I don't want people to get, you know, riled up or whatever. I mean, I, I love AA. I mean, obviously, well, I, I do. do too. You know, uh, but there it, it says in the, on page one sixty four, we realize we know only a little. Uh, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And uh, this is part of that process. So, oh, yeah. Oh, I have a home group and I have a sponsor and my sponsor, you know, all those things. You know, right. I, I I work the program. Right, right. Uh, but I believe AA, like all of these other paths, are just ways to to get us on this path of enlightenment, if for lack of a better word that they all bring us to no matter what, where we begin, you know, we all end up, I think in the same place personally is how it looks to me. Um, but I, when I was looking at Taoism, the thing that got me there was the vinegar tasters. And I think we talked about that before, but uh, the, the, what the vinegar tasters, the vinegar tasters, it's, it was a painting and it's a real quick, I'll make the story really fast. Cause I know we're limited on time. That's all right. Go um, ahead. There, the story goes that, the the gentleman that started that's credited for Taoism, Lao Tzu, met with Confucius and with Buddha, and they had a vinegar tasting. At that time in history, vinegar was used for a lot of different things, and they would have vinegar tastings where you would go and taste vinegar and talk about the flavor and all those things, like a wine tasting, I would guess. So they, they had a vinegar tasting, and uh, Confucius tasted the vinegar. And he spit it out and said, you know, why would anybody taste such a thing? You know, it's vinegar. You know, why would anybody do that? Buddha tasted the vinegar and his response was, you know, life is full of suffering. And he talked about all the, you know, the ways that we attach to flavors and that's what causes us suffering and all those things. Uh, Lao Tzu tasted the vinegar and he said, smiled. He said, yes, that's vinegar. That's how it's supposed to taste. Acceptance. Gotcha. And I said, okay, that's it. <laughs> I said, forget these others. I said, I want to see what Taoism teaches. If it teaches acceptance, it is right up my alley. Right. So I started looking at the philosophy of Taoism, not the religion of Taoism. They have a lot of variances on the religion in China, but the philosophy itself, which led me to the Tao Te Ching, that's T-A-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-G, which is the primary book of Taoist thought, um, which other than the Bible, it's the most translated book in the world just behind the Bible. The Bible is the only book that's been translated more than the Tao Te Ching. I'm going to do a little break here and get back to that, okay? We'll be continuing our conversation with Buddy C in just a moment. Just a reminder, 
You are listening to Sober Speak. You can find us on the World Wide Web at www.soberspeak.com. Uh, you can also find the donate button on our website, which you can use if and only if the Spirit moves you to do such. Please keep in mind this is a podcast funded by you, the listener. Sober Speak is a self-supporting organization through our own contributions. We are not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organization, or institution. We do not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorse nor oppose any causes. All right, now back to Mr. Buddy C. All right, so part of what you were talking about before we actually got on the call today was the, the you said that recently you had been going to some center uh, to, to experience a different type of meditation. And I said, hold on, I, I want to hear that when we actually uh, get on the podcast. So can you explain to folks a little bit about that experience? Sure. Just before COVID, I started looking for some sources in the Atlanta area that I could do some weekend or extended meditation times that did retreats and that such a thing. Because I felt like I needed to start meditating with some other people rather than just meditating alone at home. And I found the Soto Zen Center and got to know the sensei there. He's like the pastor, if you were relating the, it to Christian terms. The sensei. I love the that. sensei. Sense with an I. So the sensei. And uh, he's a old hippie, 80-year-old old hippie that's been meditating since the early 70s. and Really cool guy. And very, very sharp, very sharp. Uh, but I've enjoyed my conversations with him, and I'm getting to know those folks. Everything converted to Zoom just when I started going down. So they do a Saturday meditation one Saturday a month where they meditate all day from nine to three. Uh, then they do an occasional three-day and longer meditation retreats. Do they do three days via Zoom? No. That, oh, okay. Not so far. They do those. Uh, that was prior to uh, COVID, and I'm sure they'll. They have a meditation retreat center up in the mountains, so I'm, I'm sure those are live. And I'm looking forward to some of those starting back up. Hopefully next year. So you really are into meditation. So okay, when and one thing I I got off track a little bit earlier when we were making that segue from what you were talking about, and I told people that that I wait. Uh, oh. I went to sleep to your voice uh, last night. Uh, and at the end of every meditation you do, by the way, I've done every single one of your 20-minute meditations. Wow. At the end of every meditation, you ended up by saying, basically, hey, if you're struggling with somebody, or if you're, if you're struggling at all, right, just you turn your thoughts to somebody else. Why don't you go through what you say on the meditation practice itself? I will have to pull it up to get it verbatim because. Well, that's okay. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but basically, what you're yeah. telling people is to to I, I have to think look around about somebody, someone else. to help, someone to love, and when I do that, when I get stuck during my day, uh, I just look for someone else to help or someone to love, and then things fall into place. And that's right. And I have I've heard that enough times. I talk about it in. 
AA meetings, I just say in general, you know, hey, I've been listening to this sober meditation app, and you know, it always says right at the end, uh, you know, that particular verbiage. Basically, turn your thoughts to somebody I can help. And I can tell you that personally, even for me, even as I am uh, maybe struggling with getting to sleep, or something is on my mind from my job, or or, you know, or maybe family issues, or whatever the case may be. I generally speaking will turn my thoughts to my wife who's laying right next to me and she's always asleep before I am and I will start praying for her. And it is amazing what just that simple switch uh, in your, in your uh, spiritual compass can do for you. And so where did you come up with that? Just, from within, it, it was just something that just bubbled bubbled up because I have learned that the more moments that I surrender, the more moments I can be at peace and at ease. So the goal for me, perfection, so to speak, is not doing everything perfect. For me, it's being surrendered in more moments of the day. And the way I surrender a moment is being concerned about you rather than me. Like when we started the podcast today, I asked you, I want to do what you need, not make me look good. <laughs> That's right. And I could yeah. tell you just about every conversation I've had with you on the phone, you say the exact same thing. You say, John, I mean, you truly practice this. And, and I don't know whether that comes more from Taoism or, or just you, you know, learning what you've learned in sobriety or a combination of things, but you do, you say it every time. Is there anything else I can do for you right now? In fact, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I went to, and you don't know this, right? Uh, but I, I had a, a meeting with my uh, a pastor of my church uh, the other day, the sensei. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, we, he wanted me to basically put something on. He, he wanted me to do something for the church, okay? And so I was happy to do that. And as I was leaving, uh, and this was just yesterday, I left the church and I, and I looked at him and I said, is there anything else that I can do for you? And I thought about you uh, because that's how you end every conversation and you walk away from that every time. And here's the weird thing about listening to your meditations. It is basically... Like if you want to be, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you want to be sponsored by Buddy C without actually having to call him, <laughs> you can listen to his sober meditations and basically pick up on his philosophy of life. And I mean, have you, have you found that? Would you consider that to be kind of sort of valid? It, it would be valid. Actually, the reason I did the meditation app was because I wanted to take all the things I had learned in recovery and put them in a contemplative form so that let's say I'm working with someone or someone wants more information. Like right now, I have pulled up all the meditations on the first step. Let's say there's seven meditations on step one, then a Christian meditation and a Taoist meditation. So the Christian one. I pulled different verses that I found that I that for me apply to the first step. So the seven meditations for step one, the first one is the first word of the first step is we. The second meditation is that this is only an admission. The third, rigorous honesty. 
The fourth, my powerless over, powerlessness over alcohol is a strength, not a weakness. Uh, my fourth one is, is about letting go and surrendering uh, works for me. It can work for you. The sixth one is the surrender prayer, which I use. Uh, and that, that prayer basically is, God, I want to get sober regardless of what it takes. Mm. If you're not willing to pray that prayer, you're not surrendered. So that's how I, and then the seventh one, our lives, not our drinking had become unmanageable. So I take those bite-sized pieces and I put that in a, in a five minute meditation, a shortened five. Then there's a 10 minute meditation that has all the meat of the meditation in it. Someone could actually take, listen to the 10 minute meditations with a legal pad, just contemplate it in between me talking and get the gist of the content there and really get some background for working the step. And that's the way of, and then the 20 minute is the same content, except with bigger gaps for meditation. So when you sponsor guys, do you have them like listen to it or anything like that? Oh, they listen to the step and then we work it. Really? So the, oh, yeah, it is part of your. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's they, great. They the entire, and then they listen to it over and over again. And there's some other really good ones. I've gotten a lot of feedback on the craving series that people that were stopping. That's the first one I did was the craving series. And this is all was done January, February through April and May was when I was able to get this done this year. Uh, right before COVID, this, I finished this just Good as time. COVID was beginning. Yes, yes. And the craving meditations are incredible because they go into, each one has one little thought about a craving and being where your feet are and stopping and, you know, all those things. So, uh, and each of those, uh, you can find that app in both Apple and Google Play. Uh, and it's free. There's a Patreon option, but no one, no one has to pay anything. I'm going to keep it free. Like mine. Yeah. yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's a big reason, you know, buddy, as you know, when you have a podcast, I get people oh, a couple, three a week, people emailing me and um, they have a book to sell or they have a, I don't know, a, a treatment center to advertise or whatever they are on, they're on a speaking tour or something like that. And they want to come on sober speak, you know, and, and I'm like, listen, I'm, it's just not my deal. You know, uh, I want to keep it separate from things like that, but yours, because it's really, it's set up just like mine to where it's a tool, right? It's not a, uh, it is, it's not a money-making deal. Uh, you know, now there are expenses to keep these things going much like I have people that contribute to my podcast and because, yeah, I mean, it's more expensive than you think it is. And I'm not going to go into all that, but you know, uh, but I'm glad you've kept it like that. And that's why I, I, I brought you on. And I, you know, I think this is, it's absolutely fantastic. And it truly has impacted my life in a very positive way. And, and, and I love it. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. Thank you, John. And this was just a, a way that I could take all those things I have learned and, and get them out for people to use, you know, and I'm going to continue to to record some meditations as time goes on and tweak these. But I, I, will, I really wanted to get all 12 steps out with nine meditations per step. And we have over 400 in there now total. So there's a lot of lot of meditations, and we're 
we're still adding, but it, I've had a really good response and get a lot of downloads. Uh, I've, I've been real happy with that. And I, and I, and we use it for all of, anytime I have a new sponsee, first thing I do is say, okay, go listen to the 10 minute step one, then let's talk about it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I guess you can kind of sense what somebody's uh, willingness is by, uh, you know, they're, uh, I mean, if they'll do that kind of, I mean, you know how it is. It's sometimes you'll say, okay, go read about this and then we're going to get together and talk about it. And then you never hear from them again. And, uh, so well, if they'll sponsor, go download an app and listen to you, I think that's great. My sponsees, we meet once a week uh, with each sponsee, and we work through the steps, then the traditions, then we start reading material, some book that they want to read that's spiritually related, and we continue to meet from that point forward. The reason, and I'm kind of going a little off uh, track here, but the reason I absolutely love you, buddy, is you you combine so many, I, you're really hard to figure out, I'll put it that way. Like, in other words, you've got the Taoism, you got the Georgia thing, you got the fundamental Christian background, and then you got the business thing. And I, so ha, speaking of the business, I love that you're a, a business guy, and then you're able to somehow dovetail all these things things together. Has it changed you in your business life? It has. Actually, that phrase of, can I help you, came from business. I remember the first time I heard myself say that. Uh, I was I was in the real estate business. I had been a broker for a number of years, had a lot of agents, uh, did a lot of business here locally. And I heard myself Asking a client, was there anything else I could do for them? And as I heard myself say it, I was like, well, I don't want to cuss on your podcast, but it was, oh, F, why am I telling this person this? Because I don't want to do anything else for them. <laughs> I'm done with them. <laughs> what might th- you know, they might say anything they need from me. I don't, I don't ask so many questions. You know, I don't do that. You know, right. what if they actually ask me to do something? Right. Right. I, I don't want to do anything for them, you know? <laughs> and I heard myself say that, and I was like, what am I saying? And they would they said, no, thank you. Uh, you've taken care of everything that I needed. And I just started asking that question when I ended conversations in business and everything, even vulnerable. The more vulnerable the conversation, the more likely for someone to ask me for something. The person I was trying to run away from <laughs> was the one I needed to ask that question the most. Right. So, so- I know you're involved also, uh, people that are listening to this, I know, I I bet there's going to be a lot of them who actually subscribe to Transitions Daily. Uh, I wonder to just kind of give a quick background on that and how you got involved and what it is. That's an interesting, uh, that's that's really uh, a neat situation that handled, that happened. Uh, there was a gentleman in my home group that was one of those grumpy old AA guys, you know, that nobody liked, yeah. that just grumped all the time. And he got sick with his heart and was in the hospital in a neighboring town. Um, so I felt like that intuitive voice again, this has been seven, six, seven years ago, maybe eight, uh, that I needed to go visit him. And I got on my motorcycle and rode over. It was one of those 50-degree overcast, not a fun day to ride, 20, 25 miles from here. 
visit him in the hospital and come to find out he had a service he'd been doing for over 10 years where he had all of the daily devotions, the AA devotions, and sent them out by email. And he had no one to hand this service off to when he passed away. No one. And he had 10,000 subscribers at that time. And mm. he sent it every night by hand. Mm. And it was called Transitions Daily. And the, the URL, in case I forget, is dailyaaemails.com is the URL where you can go and, and uh, sign up if you'd like to get the email. We have over 16,000 now. And we, we, we add an average of about five a day. And then we also do a podcast of that reading that we started doing last year. So we send that out in a podcast form. Uh, the same readings from people all over the world in recovery read the podcast. Yeah, so, you. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to do a couple of those. I think yes. it was in November, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that is correct. You did. And I thank you. Uh, so we've got all the year. And so we do those. But all of my working with that ended up with me getting to know all the podcasters that ended up with all the online communities I know. So all of that came from me visiting a guy in the hospital I didn't even like. Mm -hmm. So it all goes back to, we never know when we take these unselfish acts, these, uh, these things that really aren't to our benefit, but we just feel like we need to do. So we just do them. Right. Where that's going to lead, John, we just never know. And, and that one visit ended with us talking today. You know, that's what led to this. Right. Because uh, at the time when I was first starting out, I, I, I think I did some sort of search on the web to see how, you know, what was out there. And I found your, I found Transitions Daily or Daily. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, Transitions Daily. Right. Uh, well, was it, yeah, the website. And it had different uh, podcast listed on there and they were they were sober podcasts and i called you or i contacted transitions daily and i asked you can i can i get my uh, url posted on there and you know we got involved in a conversation from that and that's how come we're here today that's it and we have a number of recovery podcasts at that url at the bottom that you can that you can see as well and and how you can get to those that's right. Lots of good stuff. It just comes from just making a decision to do something for someone else, John. That That's really the basis of all of this is I've learned that my peace is in find, in helping you find peace. My love is in loving you. That's how I learned to love is by doing for you. It's so simple. Right. <laughs> it is. It truly is. Uh, and, you know, and you would think if it's that simple, or at least for me, I would think if it's that simple and it works that well, why wouldn't I naturally just start out that way every day? But, oh man, I, you know, it's a constant kind of battle to bring myself to, I'm here to help others. It's not about me. Right. And, uh, but that's why we keep, you know, it's, it's a lifelong learning process, both in life and Alcoholics Anonymous as well. Uh, so you also, I, I think you told me earlier, you're like working on a, some sort of book or something. That's what I mean. You're so interested. I mean, you, you got everything going on. Are you working on a book? Is that right? Thanks to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> had some time. <laughs> and I'm working on a recovery interpretation of the Tao Te Ching, like a, like 
I went through all of the Tao Te Ching and said, what, what would this verse, there's 81 verses. What, how would this verse sound as related to my experience in recovery? So I just took and interpreted the verses for, for recovery, for how I see it. So this is going to the editor soon. Um, and I'll read one if it's okay. This is yeah, the, sure. this is the 31st verse. Surrender the weapons of fear. The weapons of fear are selfishness, dishonesty, and resentment. When we start this path, these are the only defenses we possess. The results, weakness, despair, and death. As we surrender to this new way of life, we begin to lay down the weapons of fear and pick up the gifts of love in their place. We see that our enemy was not the target of our fear. There is no enemy, only ourselves. Mm. And I get that mic drop in about a third of these or maybe a little better, you know, and I just get chills when I read that, you know, and and I'm thinking what a gift to be able to, to have pinned that when, you know, I look at it and I said, did I write that? Did I come up with that? That's great. And yeah, that's the thing, you know, and I've, I've learned that everything's a gift, John. And I I just took the translations that we use in the podcast and we've gone through all these verses and I just looked at it and said, Hmm, how would this relate to recovery? So, We'll see what happens with it. I don't know, but I feel I've got art to go with it. Uh, Don M. from the Boiled Owl podcast did the art for me. So yeah. I've got art with it. I've got another lady that did my initial editing. Now I'm sending it to a book editor today as soon as I'm done with these edits. Then we'll see where it goes. I have no idea. I'm I'm open. You I'm put open. it out there in the universe to see what happens, right? To see what happens, my friend. That's, don't that's, leave anything on the table. That's it. That's it. I love it. Um, so, okay. So I'm, I'm thinking here a couple things. Number one, is there anything in particular you want to say to wrap this up? But I'm also thinking we've talked about several different subjects and, and that's a very good thing, right? And several, several different tools that you have available for the sobriety community. And I want to put some these links in the show notes for when we get this thing released. Can you provide me some links to where uh, people can? Okay. Uh, So I'll put them in the show notes and I'll also say to anybody out there, you know, if you want to email me or you want them to email you directly, buddy, how you want to do it? Uh, I can put the, uh, the transitions email. I'll give you the transitions email that that we can use. You got it. And if anybody has any questions about this and you want to just send me an email to John, J-O-H-N at soberspeak.com, I'm more than happy to point you in the right direction. But you got the transitions daily email. You got the sober meditations. And once again, there's not really links to that. You just have to go to your, your Apple you, you, you explain your app store just go to your app store and and uh, search sober meditations and there's a picture of flagler beach actually that i have as the icon that i took myself so ah, you see a picture of the beach you say oh that's it and yeah yeah uh, it's like a a, a a uh the the water and the sand coming together right exactly exactly uh so you just go and download the app and you can start using it it's um Definitely look in the category section. That's where you can find all the different types of meditations. Uh, 
got, I have that. Uh, we have the podcast, the Dow of Our Understanding podcast. Uh, we also have a related Facebook group to that. That's a private group. Um, and anyone that would like to join us in the podcast, we record the podcast every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. You're welcome to come. As long as you behave yourself, you're welcome to come and participate in the podcast. <laughs> That's a lot to ask of a bunch I haven't of alcoholics. anyone out yet, you know, so we'll just see. <laughs> Most people are intimidated. I've, I've had some people say, oh, I don't want to come on there. I don't know enough. I said, don't know enough. We, none of us know this. That's why we're here. <laughs> It's about not knowing, you know. <laughs> oh, so that's great. So we've got that. Um, we've, we've got a nightly 9 p.m. Um, online meeting now, a COVID meeting, which has moved from COVID to actually, they say they're going to continue the meeting after the fact forever at 9 p.m. Eastern every night. And then we do a speaker meeting on Saturday. We run 60 to 100 a night. It's called the Fourth Dimensioners. You can find it in the inner group or we can... We can give you the link for that. Yeah. And I also know that if if you happen to be, if you're listening to this and you're in the uh, uh, Sober Speak secret group, uh, Buddy posts that in there as well, and you can find it there. And I think it's in Transitions Daily Facebook is group as well, right? Under so. the events, it's there. It's ZoomAAMeetings.com is the direct URL to that Zoom link. Okay. You just have to be logged into your Zoom account for authentication. There's no password. All right. Well, you know, rarely do I do this much uh, I, I guess what you want to call promotion, but uh, these are all good tools. Um, I trust Buddy. Uh, it's a real, it, it, all these are great tools to help people in recovery. And I want people to take advantage of them and at least know that they're out there. Thank you. And, you know, Transitions Daily is an online meeting of AA with a registered num meeting number, the whole make regular uh, donations to uh, world services and so forth and so on. So yeah. we are a legit group of AA. Yeah. It's a great organization. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything you want to share with the folks before we wrap up here? We covered everything. Nothing comes to mind. John. I just appreciate all your efforts. I, I listen to you, uh, to your podcast and I, I just appreciate all the work because there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that no one sees. Thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, buddy. All right. God bless you, my friend. I'm going to read from 164 of the big book, if I can find it here. Yep, here it is. Page 164 says, abandon yourself to God as you understand God. And we talked about that a lot on this podcast. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us, like me and Buddy C, as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Once again, my friend, namaste. Thank you so much for coming on the pod today. Thank you, John. Thank you, Buddy C. Don't y'all just love his accent? I think it is absolutely fantastic. And uh, I enjoy listening to it when I'm uh, doing the sober meditations like we just talked about on the episode. And uh, I would highly recommend tuning into that to at least give it a shot. Uh, it really has meant a lot to me and my sobriety. All right. Now, remember, folks, we do not want you sharing gossip. 
And we definitely do not want you sharing STDs. But do share this episode with a friend or a family member and maybe just what they need today. Now, on to a little bit of listener feedback for you. Amy writes in. Amy says, I just wanted to thank you. I am 545 days sober, and I have been searching for something that I could connect with. This podcast is just what I've been looking for. Thank you. Triple exclamation point. Could you add me to your mailing list for your speaker events? Well, Amy, as you know, we got you added into that uh, email list. And by the way, if anybody else is interested in being added to that list, just send me your email to John, J-O-H-N at SoberSpeak.com, and we will get you added to the list also. Once again, we have Mr. Gary K coming up on December 4th at 7 p.m. Central, and we send out notifications uh, via email. Regina writes in, Regina says, hi, John, my name is Regina. And gratefully, my sober date is September 26 of 2012. I live in ATL, Atlanta, but am from Long Island, New York, originally. Oh, that must have been quite a transfer. Uh, I am uh, I am just so grateful for the program of AA. Well, me too, Mr. Gina. She says it truly saved my life. I understand that. She says I'm a triple winner, also attending OA and Al-Anon. And my husband got sober himself almost two years ago. I found Sober Speak on Spotify, searching for AA podcasts. I have only listened to two so far, and they were both great. One speaker was an actress from Europe who was who was vacationing in Italy at the time. That's Mimi F. And the other one I listened to the other day was an Al-Anon member, which was great too. I'm not a huge podcast listener per se, but... I do want to listen to more of them in general, and two, I love having your podcast available, especially when I can't hit a meeting. Thanks for your service in this wonderful podcast. Have a great day. Regina P. By the way, my maiden name is, and I can't tell her what her, I can't tell y'all what her maiden name is, but she says, I was... I was doomed from the beginning, laugh out loud. <laughs> and I'll just put it this way. It was a, it's a, it's an alcohol item. Uh, I would just leave it at that. Thank you so much, Regina. Uh, Tisha writes in from New York and Tisha DMs me on the Instagram. <clears throat> Excuse me. She says, thanks, John. I am in Coda. PPG. And just in case you don't know, I know what code is. That's a, a codependence anonymous. And then the PPG part is primary purpose group. And I, I know that uh, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous has primary purpose group as well. And I believe that Al-Anon has it as well. But nonetheless, uh, she goes, uh, I'm in code PPG and your podcast is my meeting between meetings too. Well, I'm glad, Tisha. She says, we in code PPG use the AA big book as our basic text. I had tried all sorts of things to figure myself out over the years, self-help, seminars, therapy, my own degree in psychology, even coaching, celibacy for a year to foster self-love. None of those things helped me in romantic relationships. I would find myself 
powerless over others time and time again. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this, Tisha. I'm glad you wrote in. She said, when I joined my home CODA group, I found that I'm a chronic codependent, analogous to the real alcoholic. I overthink how to control others, exert myself, how to make myself more appealing, etc., all to get ease and comfort from sources outside of me. I can't say that I I can't say I stopped overthinking how to get them from how to love me and I come up with all sorts of crazy and unhealthy things. When I worked the 12 steps with a CODA sponsor, I was surprised that a relationship with a higher power can bring me sanity. Before CODA, I could never stick with one thing consistently just for myself, be it a boundary, a meditation routine, ex- <clears throat> excuse me, exercise regime. I was just never strong enough and worthy enough in my own eyes to stick with it. <clears throat> I have no standards for my conduct or my partners. Now I see myself as being scared and I use the spiritual principles of our program as a compass to navigate relationships. Thanks for helping out with all the great recovery stories you post. Do let me know if you have done any episodes on codependency or Al-Anon that I can jump into. Well, I got back to her and I told her, I've never done anything on codependency thus far, but I have done several, probably 10 to 12 different episodes with Al-Anon members. And the way to find those is they're just in the the titles of the episodes. I'm sorry I don't have it that organized on the website or anything like that, but uh, we do have many uh, different Al-Anon episodes. But thank you, Tisha from New York for writing in. I really do appreciate it. And thanks for letting us be part of your journey. Shauna writes in and she says, John, thank you for all you do and your lovely wife who helps you with all the tech stuff. <laughs> thank you, Shauna. And I, I let my wife, uh, uh, I, I, I shared that message with her. So nice to hear you mention her. She says, I have listened to all your podcasts and have been sober for two years and a couple of months. I don't keep track of the months anymore because just living for the for today and blessed to be sober. I have learned something from each of your guests. Stories keep it real and help me to keep the faith. I could write so much more, but must go. Please add me to please add me to your email group and your secret Facebook group. I am grateful and blessed to share your to share recovery with you all. Thanks again, Shauna. Well, thank you, Shauna. And as you know, we got you out that invite to the super secret great Facebook group. And by the way, I don't think I've mentioned it yet on this episode, but if somebody would like to be in the super secret Facebook group, send me your email to John J O H N at soberspeak.com. And remember, it's got to be the email associated with your Facebook account. Speaking of the Facebook group, a Kim posted in the Facebook group and she she sent a shout out to Chip B who has an episode on the podcast and she said Chip B if you read this 
Thank you for sharing your story on the podcast. I was feeling all out of sorts and anxious today and listening to you helped me immensely. My God is bigger than anything that will happen today and I will be okay. Big heart and uh, a chip got that message and you replied to her in the Facebook group. But uh, Kim, thank you for posting that in the Facebook group. Chris writes in and she says, John, big old heart. And she says, sober speak is wonderful. I listen during my commutes and at times take the long way to finish up an episode. <laughs> you know, I have uh, done that with episodes before, not my episodes, but on, on other episodes and other podcasts before. Uh, Chris, I, I know what you're talking about. In other words, I will get to my, I call them garage uh, episodes. In other words, I get to the garage and I haven't quite finished up, but I just stand there or sit there uh, listening to end it up. Uh, But anyway, she says, I'm from the Nashville, Tennessee area. Long stints of sobriety, as much as two and a half years through willpower and fear of job loss. Never drank a drop until 21st birthday due to alcoholic upbringing. I was in the military at age 17, burned through two wonderful women. Oh, you know what? I don't know if Chris is a man or a woman. My apologies. I've been saying she, but could be a man, could be a woman. My apologies. Anyway, he or she says, burn through two wonderful women. I managed to disguise my alcoholism uh, from enough to marry me. Recently divorced and entered an unmanageable patch. I entered an intensive outpatient program for recovery due to the Rona which is all online recovery. Zoom has been essential to this. My AA sponsor is in California, whom I found in a Missoula, Montana AA group Zoom meeting. (laughs) That is great. All while I was in Tennessee, 66 days sober so far, and I have had no desire to drink. Thank you, God. Gosh, isn't it weird how we find sponsors and just people to hang out with in the fellowship nowadays? I absolutely love it. Anyway, Chris goes on. I don't have a striking story like I hear on your podcast. I was a classic moderate drinker. I turned uh, turned blackout drinker uh, who kept it together, and never quite lost it all. I traveled the U.S. building hospitals for 15 years. This allowed me to be half-time alcoholic while away from home and half-time inalcoholic, uh, inactive alcoholic while at home. You do know you're an alcoholic when you're planning blackouts, though, avoiding family to drink or maybe pass drunk or maybe pass out drunk on your honeymoon in Cancun. I found you on iHeartRadio through an AA search word, a word search, I'm sure is what he mean. I love Bill C and David G and Brian P, the bank robber too. Thank you so much for all your work, C-H. Well, thank you, Chris, for writing in. I'm sorry if I got your gender incorrect. Uh, you know, it's one of those names you kind of go, uh, could be this, could be that. But nonetheless, thank you for writing in. Finally, Cindy writes in, and Cindy says, Hi, John. I live in Commerce City, Colorado, 
and I just got my six months chip on October 26. Good for you, Miss Cindy. She says, I drank for 27 years and never knew I had a problem or that I was an alcoholic until I ended up in the hospital last year thinking I was sick, but was actually detoxing. Oh my goodness. She said, I found your podcast searching online as I'm going through a divorce with COVID and everything else and trying to stay positive during the day at work. And your podcast is amazing and it helps me so much. Thank you. Triple exclamation point, Cindy. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for writing in. I appreciate it. And um, God bless you. It sounds like a tough time you're going through, but As you know, as we always say, take it one day at a time. All right, folks, now I'm going to end it up with a little uh, musica de la Mr. Jacob, uh, who posts a lot of his stuff in the Super Secret Facebook group. Um, So anyway, here's a tune from Jacob. Enjoy. God bless you. I will take this one week at a time. Hopefully we're coming back next week. Take care now. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. We started out standing face to face. The next thing you know, we're upside down. But none of those memories I'd erase They stood for the cause that gave us solid ground So we walked together Slowly in time Hang it on If we fall together We will take this ride
started out standing face to face The next thing you know we're both upside down If we know where we're going We'll see yesterday We'll see yesterday